Friends, one of the most common roadblocks to enjoying family life and enjoying your family relationships is when you're just lacking the confidence that you are the wife you want to be. You are the mom you want to be. If you're feeling defeated, like you're just not enough, you're just not doing things well, well, of course you're not going to enjoy those relationships. But guess what, friends? We have absolutely no reason to feel defeated as a mom, as a wife, as a woman. You are exactly in the place that God has planned for you. And today, we're going to have a really helpful, practical, biblical conversation to build some of that confidence in who you are as a Christian woman, a Christian wife, a Christian mom, with the goal being that you can set aside some of that defeated feeling, some of that mom guilt, some of the shame, some of the negative thinking that all of us struggle with. We can set that aside and we can focus instead on the truth that God gives us about who you are, why you matter, and the purpose and the joy that is there in family life. I am excited for this conversation because I am so passionate about helping moms enjoy their time with their people. I am a mom, I'm a wife, I I struggle with these things as well, and I know how powerful it is to shift our thinking toward biblical truth and the goodness and the beauty so that we can have confidence in who God has made us to be. So my friend, welcome today to episode 176 of the Love Your People Well podcast. This podcast is all about helping you build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships because that's how you really enjoy life. And today we are going to build up those relationships by crushing our own inner critic, (laughs) that mom guilt, that sense of just just being defeated, just not really being all that confident about what we're doing, or maybe even why we're doing it, we are going to kick that to the curb, my friends. As I already said, um, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I know these thoughts and these feelings. And, um, and I also know that it's possible to indeed kick them right there to the curb. So hello, if we haven't met yet, my name is Jess. I am um, a, a counselor, I'm a Christian, and I'm the host of the Love Your People Well podcast. And I am so glad that you are here. And as we jump into today's conversation to kick aside this feeling of just, just being defeated, and we're gonna stop letting that steal our joy from our family relationships, I want to point you before we even jump in to some free resources, because if you're anything like me, you like free things. (laughs) 
And uh, we have a lot of them over at the Love Your People Well website. So I just want to remind you of that. Head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash free. And particularly when we think about feeling defeated, um, there are some freebies there around um, some self-care ideas, some um, conflict resolution, a conflict resolution checklist, I should say, um, because a lot of times we feel defeated because it's just like, oh, I can't stop this, this negative pattern of conflict or miscommunication. Grab that freebie. Um, there's freebies there for some journaling prompts and um, a Bible and prayer challenge. I mean, there's all sorts of good stuff over there. That's at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash free. And I'll remind all of us as well, of course, of, as my disclaimer that I am indeed a counselor, like I said, but I'm not your counselor. This podcast is not therapy. Um, I always think that's obvious, but I also know that obvious things are worth repeating sometimes. So let's turn the corner there. You know, feel free to scroll through those freebies while we're talking because you're probably on your phone and that's what we get to do on our phone. It's amazing. And let's remind ourselves of a really important truth, which again is probably pretty obvious. And yet we don't always live and think and act like it's true. And here's that truth, my friend. There is no such thing as a perfect parent. It's true. You might look through Instagram and you think, oh, I see those people. Look how perfect their lives are. And yet we all know behind the scenes, it's never as perfect as we think it is. We cannot see underneath the surface even for our friends, of what their lives are really like. We cannot read people's minds. And it's so easy to jump to conclusions and to to assume sometimes the worst about ourselves, but the best about others. But my friend, it is true. There is no perfect wife, no perfect parent, no perfect person in this world. And I want to link that to a second, again, obvious, and yet we forget it often, or at least we don't live as though it is true. A second obvious reality is that, my friend, God did not mess up. When he put you in your family, he gave you the exact children that he had planned for you. He is there in your marriage, whether you're struggling or you're delighted. He is in it. He decided when you would be born. He knew where you were going to live. He knew every mistake you were going to make and every success you were going to have. And he loves you through all of it. And in just a minute, we're going to talk about some practical action steps that we can take to try to crush that feeling of just being defeated and feeling like we're not good enough we will absolutely walk through some practical things that we can do. But if we don't have our head and our heart in the right place, if we're not at least recognizing truth, then the action steps are not actually going to have a particularly big influence. So remind yourself when you're struggling 
Maybe that's the first action step is just to remind yourself of truth. The person that you're feeling jealous of, that you're comparing yourself to, they are not perfect. And no matter how defeated you're feeling, no matter how guilty you're feeling, no matter what is going on there, it does not change the reality that you are created on purpose by a God who loves you, loves you so much that he gave his son for you. And he has a good purpose and a good plan for you. I'm particularly right now thinking of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which tells us that we are God's masterpiece. We are beautiful and wonderful, and he created us in Christ Jesus for good works that he had already planned. He had already purposed. He is not surprised. He's not like finding a, a second you know, a second chance or a way out or, oh my gosh, whoops, she messed that up. How can I turn it around? No, he knows what he's doing and he is right there with you in the struggle of not just family life, but every part of life. And if any of that is hitting home for you, maybe it feels like the first time you're hearing it, or it's just maybe exactly the reminder that you need it, or you're not quite true, you can trust it. Um, I actually do have a devotional on the website called Finding Your Identity in Christ, and that might be a great resource for you. Um, It dives into, I believe, eight scriptures that point to who we are in Christ to build that sense of identity and confidence. So alongside those truths, we've already hit on our first action step which is when you recognize I am feeling defeated, I'm feeling guilty, I'm just, I'm feeling less than, remind yourself of truth. And those two points that I've made, they are absolutely not the only truths that you can remind yourself of. Find a scripture, memorize it, write it down. You know, when you notice you are feeling defeated instead of purposeful, you're feeling that mom guilt instead of feeling joy in your relationships, remind yourself of truth and ground that truth in scripture. That is the second action step that I want to hit on today is to deepen your intimacy with the Lord, because that will deepen your sense of identity. If you can stand firm on the answer to the question, who am I? You can answer the question, why do I matter? Does my family life really matter when it's a struggle and when I'm falling apart and I'm messing things up? Because that will happen. Why does it really matter? You need to be able to answer those questions. And yes, here on the podcast, we have a lot of episodes that can help answer that question. But ultimately, you need to sit down with the Lord, read his word in the Bible, and let his Holy Spirit root you in that identity, that love of Christ. Let me interrupt our conversation just for a moment to invite you to join me over in the Faith Fiber Club. This is our private community where every month we go deep into a different topic of family life with a private podcast, a personal workbook, month by month encouragement and resources 
Join us at patreon.com forward slash love your people well. All right, let's get back to our conversation. So building on that idea of reminding yourself of truth, clarifying and deepening your sense of identity with the Lord, a third action step that can be surprisingly powerful is to write down a life mission statement. And maybe with it, a family mission statement. Now we could have a whole different conversation about what that really means and how to do that. But what I'm talking about here is just trying to pinpoint what is your greatest goal, your mission, your purpose in your life as a whole and in your family life. And maybe that's a scripture verse, or maybe that's a few of them pulled together. Maybe it's three or four bullet points. You know, it does not have to be some fancy something. It just needs to be clear so that on those days when you're feeling less than, when those thoughts are running through your mind, trying to convince you, you messed that up, you're not enough, you're not doing a good job, you can not only turn back to the truth of scripture and who you are and God's purpose in your life, but you can look at maybe hanging on the wall, maybe it's written in your journal, you know, whatever, hanging on the bathroom mirror, you can look at something in writing and remind yourself of the purpose in all of this. You might pray over that. You might just remind yourself of that. You might bring it to the dinner table and talk about it with the family. But having that written down can be so encouraging and so helpful. Now let's let's let that lie. Well, here I am stumbling over my words. Let's let that guide us into action step number four, which is to take action and stop that negative thinking in its tracks. I actually have um, two entire episodes and blog posts to go along with them. They were back in August of 2023. I think it was around episode 135 um, about how to stop your negative thinking, how to stop overthinking. Those are very common struggles. And when you're feeling defeated, your thought life is absolutely a part of the problem. And the things we've already talked about, reminding yourself of truth, getting in the word with God, these things are going to help you with that negative thinking. But it is also going to help to try to pinpoint what are those negative thoughts? Because it, you know, sometimes it's um, a certain situation will always trigger the same reaction for you. And if you can figure that out, oh yeah, when that happens, I start thinking about this, I start feeling this way, and then, oh, lo and behold, I have a pretty crappy night and I don't enjoy my time with my family. Well, maybe you can change that situation or maybe you can't, but you can definitely do something about that thought process that just spins you down into feeling defeated. So start to notice, what am I thinking about when I feel this way? And sometimes it really is as simple as a thought that basically is saying, you're not good enough. You're messing this up. You're a bad wife. You're a bad mom. If that sounds even slightly familiar, it, then it is worth taking time, journaling through it, you know, pausing in the middle of the day, whatever you need to do to try to clarify 
what are those thoughts in my head? Not so that you can live into them and not so you can just try to smile and you know pretend that they're not true and everything is great, but so that you can actually evaluate them. You can challenge those thoughts. You can place them up against the truth of scripture. You might realize, okay, there's a part of that thought that's true. Maybe you did mess something up. You yelled at your kids or did something that is an actual sin or is an actual you know, mistake or a problem. Well, guess what? There is no perfect parent God forgives us as soon as we confess it, and we can go apologize, we can repent, we can change things. We do not have to live in that place of, of hopelessness. And sometimes we do, we, we recognize the negative thinking, and we realize there's truth in this, or there's something I need to do, but we always have to hold it up against the truth of scripture, challenge it with reality, and then replace it. So yes, maybe that's changing our action. We go apologize to someone, um, or maybe it's changing that thought by replacing it with scripture and truth. Maybe it is um, just recognizing that thought so you can tell yourself in your head or in the bathroom mirror or whatever you need to do that you can say, actually, I am good enough because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Actually, I am a good mom because I love my kids fiercely and I am fighting for them and I'm doing my best and I'm going to pray for wisdom. I'm going to pray for help. I'm going to pray for clarity. I'm going to pray for patience, whatever it might be. So this action step really focuses on labeling your particular negative thoughts so that you can challenge them and replace them. Now I have two more action steps I want to hit on. Number five here is to get off social media. Now that might be go cold turkey and just delete it and don't go back. That might be, um, you know, just setting more boundaries on how long you're spending on social media or how frequently you're on it. And sometimes we use social media as like a self-care Um, It just can kind of relax us. It might make us laugh. But often it is very closely linked with this comparison that we start comparing someone else's family with our family. The dinner they cooked, comparing that to the dinner we cooked. How clean their kitchen is compared with how clean our kitchen is. And I'll just say right now, if you're feeling bad about your kitchen, I'm happy to take a photo of mine and post it on Instagram. I don't post very much on there, but... I can post that. It'll probably make you feel better because it's a mess because we live here and we eat here and we have other things to do than clean the kitchen. But when we're on social media, it is so easy to get caught up in that comparison. Um, It's really easy to see other people's negativity and start to let that influence how we're thinking. There's so much not to mention it, it steals our time instead of connecting with our people. I'm connecting with my phone. That's not exactly the same. I think we all know that. So set some boundaries or, or just go cold turkey. Do what you need to do to spend less time on social media. And it will change how you're thinking and how you're feeling and how you're relating with your family. 
And the final step I want to highlight here is to find community that builds you up. Community that encourages you and speaks truth to you. And I I feel like as moms, that's really easy to say, but it's a lot harder to do because we're busy and there's like a million things going on. And sometimes that's why we turn to social media because it's a very convenient type of community. But it is not the same as plugging in at your local church, joining a small group or Bible study. I know for myself, I am very active in our local um, MOPS community, Moms of Preschoolers. Um, Actually, they're changing their name. I think it's like the Mom Co. now. Um, But anyway, it's a local community um, for moms, just a fellowship for moms. There's childcare for the kids. There's, you know, a speaker or a craft or a game or there's food and there's coffee. And we just sit together as moms. And I've been in that group for a couple of years now. And I so distinctly remember the first few meetings I went to when I signed up, I didn't even realize that I was missing that type of community and fellowship because we're active and we're busy and we are plugged in at church and I have, you know, girlfriends and people I talk to, but it was so refreshing and so energizing and and encouraging to go to those meetings and sit down with other moms who are struggling in the same ways I'm struggling and we could build each other up, encourage each other. Now you may or may not have a MOPS community. You know, there's a number of places you might find that type of community, but it is worth it. If only because it can help crush some of that comparison because you're actually sitting down face-to-face with someone who is in a similar situation of life and they're trying their best and you're trying your best and you can encourage one another. And I'll remind you right here, I I know we had an ad a little bit earlier about it. I've mentioned it before. Um, But as far as community, we right here at Love Your People Well, we have a private community with the goal of doing exactly this, equipping one another, encouraging one another, We call it the Faith Fiver Club because it's only $5 a month. (laughs) And it is about investing in ourselves, each other, and our families. And every month we have a different challenge, a different topic that we focus in on. Um, This is February and we are focusing on building biblical marriage habits. Um, There's a private podcast to go with that. There's a, um, a, each month there's a, workbook, private workbook. You can download, journal through it. There's Bible studies there. There's, I think this month we have a 30 day challenge in there um, for our marriage habits. There is gold there and there's community. And I would love for you to join us. The link will be there in the show notes. It's in um, Patreon for love your people well. Um, Whatever it looks like for you, my friend, whether that's online, offline, face-to-face, it's a phone call, Find people who will build you up, who are investing in their family relationships, people who think similarly and prioritize similarly so that you can encourage one another. So let me recap some of those action steps for you. If you are feeling defeated, you need to rebuild some of that confidence. Start by reminding yourself of truth. 
dive into scripture to deepen your sense of identity with the Lord. And again, I have a devotional, if you're interested in that, called Finding Your Identity in Christ. Write down your life mission statement and post it up where you can actually read it and refer back to it. Label those negative thoughts and then challenge them and replace them. Get off social media and find community that builds you up. So with all of that in mind, my friend, um, I'll remind you that there's plenty of resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com, including access to the Faith Fiverr Club, because we would love for you to join us over there. And we'll be back on Friday with more biblical encouragement and practical tips to help you love your people well. So until then, my friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you found it helpful or encouraging, please leave a written review to encourage me, but also to help the show grow. You can even copy the link to this episode and text it to a friend. Don't forget to grab all your resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com and join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club for extra perks every week.